2: Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Welcome to the Worst
0: Year Ever. We'll get through it together
3: Everything is so dum 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 dum.
4: Welcome to Worst Year Ever. That was Cody playing his version of Freebird, which I believe is the original before those. This fucking hack stole his song.
3: Check out the Um, demos. They're out there.
4: They're out there. Cody's
2: much older than anyone thinks.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's also he has access to a time machine.
2: Oh, right. Oh, God.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what what the solo sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The rest of the episode will be nothing like this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Promise. So as I'm guessing, I don't know. Probably at least half of the people listening are aware of some shit's been going down in Echo Park, Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. site of probably the best Warren Zevon song, or at least the second best, and also <laughs> site of a large encampment uh, where unhoused people had built a community um, and were trying to take care of each other in the wake of the state's repeated failures, um, both as a result of COVID and as a result of the fact that the state continuously fails to to help those people in any meaningful way. And it was shut down brutally um, by a massive police response that was partly inspired by a desire for local politicians to be able to say that they, you know, cleaned up the park and all that kind mm. of shit. Anyway, we've got, we've, we've brought, we've got some people who were there, um, some people who were there and can kind of represent a couple of different um, um, communities who were present at the Echo Park action. If you want to call it that. Uh, and most of today's episode is going to be an interview with several of them, um, talking about what they experienced and their feelings. And then after it, we're going to come back and we're going to kind of uh, give our thoughts on the matter because we didn't just want to be monologuing during their time. Yeah.
2: Good job on the intro, Robert. Excellent. Thank you. No, no. Well,
4: you facilitated the whole interview, so I figured <laughs> I should at least introduce <laughs> no, us. I love that. And, and Katie, oh, Cody played Freebird, so I could. Exactly. I couldn't we all contribute. Everyone contributed.
2: All right. We'll see you guys after the interview. So we are joined today by Jamie Loftus, John Peltz, and Kate Gallagher from Knock LA, as well as Iman and Queen, who are both former residents of Echo Park Lake. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Uh, We really, really, really appreciate it.
5: Thank you for having us. Yeah. So
2: we're going to get into a lot of stuff, and I want you guys to do most of the talking, but I just wanted to start by giving a little bit of an overview uh, for those of us listening who aren't from Los Angeles. Um, Echo Park Lake is located in Echo Park, which is in the central to east side of Los Angeles, and it's kind of a cross-section of neighborhoods. The property there uh, is, is very expensive. Uh, it's... a uh, a cool area, trendy area. Uh, it's also heavily gentrified, and there's a vast history of gentrification and um, housing discrimination and all sorts of other issues that have happened there. Um, it's also near downtown. Uh, even before the pandemic, uh, this area has had uh, a rapidly expanding housing crisis, uh, but it's gotten uh, much bigger since the pandemic. Um and the, encamp- the 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 lake has expanded and developed into almost a commune-like society. Uh, and until last week, that is, when uh, – I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes in a bad way. Reset that, Daniel. Until last week when Los Angeles City Council Member Mitch O'Farrell ordered its shutdown under the guise of park uh. improvements. Uh, but let's be real. That's not actually what's at issue here Uh, and they put up a fence, you know, to keep people out. Uh, Hundreds of people protested, uh, but the police has showed up in force repeatedly to arrest and dismantle the homes uh, that, that had been created. Um, So guys, that's just a very broad overview. You all know much more about this than I do. Uh, Can you talk to me about, well, we'll start with, with, um, Mitchell Farrell and, and the closing down of the space and the, you know, the protests, what's been happening.
6: Well, I guess, um, I've never heard of a park renovation taking a military occupation. Uh, how many of y'all were there Thursday or Wednesday? I was not, oh, you guys weren't there. All right. Then basically it was, it was an armed occupation on a peaceful protest. Uh, it was just like the first night, the second night, hundreds of police officers, enough firepower to take over like a country. Like the whole thing was weird, you know?
7: Yeah. Definitely um, very shady. Um, I'm talking about like uh, I lived in and I lived right across basically the bathrooms, like one of the mm-hmm. main bathrooms. and there was no notice. There was no there was nothing there. And the time when they uh, I, I hasn't used the restroom like at two, three in the morning, which is when I saw the paper um that morning of that we were that we were being um displaced um it was dated at nine o'clock at night they <laughs> didn't they put it uh, like at two in the morning or whatever and you're gonna tell me that you can mope at two in the morning being dated in time and stamped at 9 p.m that wasn't there we would have seen it and not only that but on the paper it said it said uh itself it said 10 30 we were getting reports that police were trying to enter at 7 30 so i mean I understand that, from what I understand, it's a chain of command. Something is either broken or something is not right with that chain of command because people are not getting the message, message message across. One of the things that we've struggled up most in anything is the communication. There is no communication. There is not even communication from the leaders to the basic police officers to the police guard. One says this, another says this. But at the end of the day, you can't hide the fact that they did this under the dark of night. Build, it took them three to four hours to build up that whole fence around that park there was a lock on the what, how are we supposed to leave if they bottlenecked us and then the yeah we could we could have gone under the fence but what so they could say that we're we woke like, up we're trespassing yeah. we're doing something they wanted us to do something illegal and yet we're not in like the coach carter movie here where there's a lock on the on the gate on the door they put a lock on that gate we weren't even what we were going to do exit the park going underneath the fence having 20 armed officers with sWAT gear pointing at us we couldn't even our supporters couldn't even get to us They yeah, couldn't. it was
6: insane it was insane. like and he would
7: not metro metro, uh, metro would not even dignify dignify the fact that he could come out I live in the Jensens building I lived there for 30 years so that I've seen that community from that balcony I grew up there never since I came from Mexico, I stayed there. I saw my community coming together. I saw it didn't matter what race you were. I, I saw it didn't matter what gender, what religion, where you belong to, what you look like. You could be the gothiest person in the world. You could be the most Mexican person in the world. You could be the, the most you know American person in the world. We don't judge. We The Echo Park is a sanctuary for yeah. the constitutional rights, which is to speak your mind, be free, and have the basic necessities of a human mm. being. Go ahead. can can
2: I clarify so they they fenced people in,
6: yeah we were we woke up uh in an open air prison, like and they did it fast, and like it was it was our mistake because okay, here's what happened when Wednesday hit and they came last night or on that night of Wednesday, we had the, the road blocked off, and we were fighting off the police, but it was getting real bad. It was like twelve o'clock at night one a m We had started from seven a m, so it's been a long day, captain Lopez the commanding officer on the scene told us we have from 10 o'clock that night till 10 o'clock the next night. So we were like, okay, we won the night. Let's mm-hmm, end it before mm-hmm. it escalates to violence. Cause it was real close. The cops were getting at like, they were just ready to start shooting and baton uh, batoning people. They did. Yeah. And they did. They broke a guy's arm. And so we were telling everybody go home. We won the night We won the night. And one of the more hardcore protesters who dealt with LAPD said, no, they're lying. Let's stop that fence. But we made the call. Well, I made the call. It was my mistake, really, but it was a lesson learned to never negotiate with the with the police right now because they <laughs> are in a state of terror. They're terrorists, and uh, he said, "Don't trust them. Let's go stop the fence." I thought, knowing the way the city usually works, slowly that they built that one <laughs> section of the fence, then they'll build mm-hmm. the other. They have some days to fight back. Fucking four hours of sleep later, woke up in an open air prison.
2: Horrifying.
7: Keeping in uh, mind that we haven't really had because at the end of the, at the end of the night, when everything was said and done. I think there was a total of, of ten of us left. Um, you know, we. I think. I. I mean, I can speak for myself, but I, I, I. I've seen the hard work that this man has done for the community. You know, next to I, I'm honored to be next to him because I was. I, I was native there, but to see someone that wasn't native but made it your home. That's what Echo Park's about. That
6: it is. We really loved each other. They can't... See, with all the lies they're saying, and I didn't get to say this in a lot of the outlets, mm-hmm. the podcast, so it's more uh, intimate, but, like, they don't get to speak on what our love was and what it looked like. We were a community transient in nature of people who didn't know each other, and we genuinely loved each other and genuinely made it work, and they don't get to speak on what that looked like or the ups and downs, because there's always ups and downs.
2: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> hitting me, guys. This is... a. Uh horrifying story. I I, I want to talk about the police response um in a little bit. For right now, can you tell me a little bit more about the community that you guys built there? Because everything I've read about it has been truly beautiful and you're right. There are a lot of talking points that people like to use. Oh, you know, drug use or crime, but that's not the case here. What you had was a community of a supportive community where From what I understand, there was like food sharing and, and, you know, stations for charging, you know, a place for a lot of people to finally feel a little bit of safety when, you know, government and the communities do not look out for each other. And so many people have been put in this position over the last couple of years. Um, So I I would love for you to to enlighten us and dispel some of the myths that people have about um, what is possible.
7: So basically what Echo Park was is that we asked the city um, for bathrooms. They wouldn't give us any. So um, we built it as a community. Mm -hmm. We built it. There was a set and there was one set that we improvised, whatever, because one thing that Echo Park, you have to understand about Echo Park, is that we're prideful in our nature. We're prideful in our community. So you won't give it to us. There's people out there that said, okay, I, if I need it, someone else needs it. If I need it, someone else is gonna help me build it because they're gonna use it. And that's how it went on. The city wouldn't give any really funding to the to the park. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any improvements or nothing. We need a kitchen. We built a kitchen as a community. Mm-hmm. As a community. But housed you know, and
6: unhoused too. Yeah,
7: it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But what they you know what community falls short of a family. We were a family. We are a family. Mm-hmm. You 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 got to meet family members that not even Some blood family wouldn't even give what what we gave for for each other. Um, So we had bathrooms. No, um, no, 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 I'm sorry. We had showers. Mm -hmm. We had a kitchen. Um, We had a charging station where it wasn't, there was no charge. And even if you didn't have a cable, you Mm -hmm. know, it happens where, you know, they would do it for you. Yeah taking responsibility and you know trusting them. They trust you. We trusted each other. That's what it was. It was the trust, the bridge that we all made because of the circumstances that life had brought us to that park. Now, you mentioned drugs. Yes, of course. I'm not going to sit here and be a hypocrite and be a liar. Yes, of course, like in every park, like for the past two years now, which progressively got worse because of the pandemic, has encampments, has homelessness, has this. In every system, in every group, there is going to be, bad apples. Politicians, the ones that are corrupt, you know, and every aspect of the system might be perfect, but the people are not. But one fourth of that population in in the park that were there even before all of us got there doesn't defy all of us. You have hardworking people, you have women, you have family, you have children, children Mm -hmm. that are there that didn't choose this life that were your neighbors. They were your neighbor ones. But because maybe they, they, they were in circumstances either because legally they couldn't, because economically they couldn't. I have family members. I myself buried three people in a time span of two weeks because of the consequences of, of the coronavirus. I'm it so sorry. Two months ago. And, you know, I have six six daughters. So you never know what the circumstances do not defy someone's situation.
3: Yep. Yep. We should
7: judge. What they did was they used Echo Park as a pond. I'm going to use this to come and buff my shirt up and say, I did this for the city. Mm. You want to do something for the city? Go down two blocks to the bridge. Go down two blocks anywhere around Echo Park. Then you're going to find people that actually need the home. And do that. And maybe, maybe you can get like a, a, a cookie. But you went in Echo Park that's thievery, that's illegal, and it's inhumane. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh you made a lot of uh, a lot of really great points there. I mean, drug use especially yeah, there that's a, a reality. It's a problem. It's a problem for a lot of people not just the unhoused. Um but if you want to unpack why it's prevalent, there's a whole lot of other things that we can do and talk about um as to unpack what that means, but it should not be used as a cudgel or a point of judgment. Um I I agree with you. Go ahead. Yeah.
6: Yeah, because I'm tired of the unhoused being blamed for issues that all of us face. Like, for example, hoarding. Hoarding is not an unhoused or homeless condition. It's a human condition. And that's just a fact. And if hoarding is defined by owning too many material possessions, Any one of you in your apartment has three times more material possessions than an unhoused person does. You just have space to make it look nice and you can hide it with your walls. But just looking at some of your backgrounds is more than any of my neighbors had. Yet we're called hoarders and trashy. Drug addiction. This is a human epidemic and problem. And you're right. If we're going to tackle it, we need to switch it to the pharmaceuticals and to the greed and corruption allowing it. Because if a doctor is pumping out this medicine and this medicine got you addicted, now you're addicted to all these things. And fentanyl came from the doctors. And fentanyl is a huge issue on these streets, but in these houses as well. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. I'm tired of me and my neighbors getting blamed for stuff that affects all of us. Drug addiction is in nearly every American home. Hoarding isn't nearly every American home. You know what I mean? So this is a larger systemic issue, keeping it hidden. They're just trying to divide us by blaming it on the poor and that's Mm -hmm. annoying. And as far as the community, it's like, it's so funny, you know, first, let me just say this. Community is not the structures. It's the people, it's heart and mind. If the heart and mind is on the same page, we understand that we love each other, ant colony type stuff then we're a community. They can tear down those structures. We can build that stuff right up again. Uh, And it's funny because people look at what was at Echo Park and they're like, oh, so genius. The fuck... You guys didn't provide showers. We built showers because people need showers every day. People need to yeah. eat hot food. You don't stop eating hot food when you're poor. You know what I mean? This wasn't no rocket science. It was just, hey, nobody's thinking about people. And that's what love and care is, is thinking about people. Like she said, do I need this? Okay. That means you need it. Okay. We need it. And the city, that should be their job. That should yes. be Michael Farrow's job. His job should be the cutest thing in the world, sitting back going, what do my constituents need? Instead, Instead, he's selfish and corrupt like many of them are, which is why this movement is larger than just Echo Park or the Unhoused. It's all of us. It's the public will versus the will of the few.
7: Yeah. Thank you. That was really well said. I just wanted to add one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Drug addiction. They're pushing people to be criminals. Mm. They are pushing people to be criminals because when you take the little thing that that person has left, what do you some people that's it? That could be their snapping point. That could be the breaking point. I, you know, I we, we talked to a vendor this morning. She has schizophrenia. She, um, she's having to sell her 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 art in, in a corner, and and she was safe in the park. She wasn't bugging anyone. She was in the in the grass. She wasn't bugging anyone. On the contrary, she anyone needed directions help, she was more than happy. Now, what I saw from two weeks ago, she's nervous. Her state, her ambience, and mm. environment changed. They. The the repercussions that this is going to have is tremendous. Not only that, but I'm going to say I had a car accident four months ago. What they said was, here you have a lifetime pers- prescription for oxycodone, oxycodone, and morphine. And I said, I don't want it. And yet I was a resident at the park. They're pushing people to be drug addicts. Yeah. They're pushing people. And this is going to help you. This is going to... no. That's not going to help me. you pushing pills down my throat and getting paid for every pill I take. The government is paying 30 bucks, but you're getting 15 out of it as 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 a pharmacist, as a person that, you know, invented it. Mm-hmm. And it's a generic brand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, Queen, you had mentioned uh, go to the other places, like there's other areas and offer them a space. Uh, I think that you're referencing Project Turnkey is that you mean like
7: well yeah um yeah that
1: falsehood of a project
2: that's what i wanted to get into as to why that's not a good option
7: but you Uh, know what there are people i could tell you and and i've been very much adamant about this this program is and will help some people because sure not gonna lie some people need the structure some people need the time away and just like detox from life from whatever there's older people elderly people in the park Mm -hmm. that could Mm -hmm. benefit from Mm -hmm. they have to have that attention. But the reason, um, and, and I didn't take it. I wouldn't take it. And I was one of like maybe six or 10 that didn't end up out of the whole park. We didn't take it because it's conditioned. Anything that yes. the government is trying to offer right now is conditioned. We're not prisoners of war. Slavery ended a long time ago. The Holocaust camps ended a long time ago. The Mexican Revolution prisoner ended a long time ago.
6: We're it's the 21st century. We're we not, love each other. Out yeah,
7: we're, we're, we're family. We're brethren. We're... A brother, we're a sister, we're, we're, the, we're the kind that, you know, we're a family. It's just yeah. a family, a big family.
6: Like, I'll I'll speak on it real quick, Project Roomkey. Here's the thing. Lies. It's all lies. Okay, first off, we'll talk about the conditions, and then I'll go real quick into the lies. Unless mm-hmm. you had something you wanted to say real quick.
2: No, I was just – I that's what I was hoping.
6: It's just to establish what
2: it is, you know.
6: Uh, it's Okay, a- so basically yeah. what they're saying is they're offering up the hotel – Uh, during the pandemic, during COVID. So like any other government program, it's not permanent, right? It's highly temporary. Mm -hmm. Just people refuse to think beyond a day or a month. They can't see long-term. It's highly conditioned. It's got curfews from seven to seven. You can't go into your own room. They have to check you in. Every time you Leave you get COVID tested like you're a decrepit creature catching COVID every time you leave. The lobby's filled with like police, some people in hazmat suit. The point is, is the way it treats you in terms of your self agency and dignity. It's not <laughs> there. And a lot of my unhoused neighbors are finding that when they sign up for a nice five star hotel, they end up at the Salvation at, at the Salvation Army, or when they sign up for a super nice hotel, hotel's fully booked. They go forty minutes somewhere far <sighs> away, and guess how long the reservation is? Two weeks. Yeah. We had something stable in Echo Park. Okay, that was our shelter. The CDC said shelter in place. The city Lasha, urban alchemy said, fuck you. And we were left alone and we built something stable, something secure where you weren't going to move in the next three months, where you knew and you had that stability, just like y'all have in your apartments, you know? Yep. But now they're in this false program. Olga, one of my neighbors, she was told to join because that last day they, or those last few days, they were just trying to get everyone out. They were selling it. They were selling it. They were selling it. I've done sales. I've done door to door sales. They were pitching and selling this thing and people were finding opposite truths. Olga was told to sleep on the sidewalk for a night. Cause they ran out of space. What you told you took her from her tent and told her she could have a spot. Then she went to project ha- uh, a house key or some new shit. Got, <laughs> and it was a home key project, home key. And it was a lie. There was four people in there It was highly <laughs> conditioned. She was only allowed to leave from 12 to four. How is that an for- adequate alternative to your freedom outside? You know, Plus, you also seen some of the tents, it was like New York city apartments. All right. Yeah. We're not, don't take charity or pity on us. It's just understand we're living outside but these are not adequate alternatives.
2: Yeah. And, and as freedom. you guys mentioned, the fact one that said it's two weeks or just the fact that it's dependent on COVID. Well, you're at the the whim of somebody else's choices, and then you might get a notice in the middle of the night like it happened before yeah. you no know, you're you're okay. out, and so okay. then you're looking for a place in a shelter where there's a lot of a, a lot of abuse in shelters, and okay. there's a lot of different circumstances,
7: that, but as a female and and I'm gonna speak as a female, you know men are men, we're gonna say it, men are men, but when you're a female and you're like in this like like um homeless in a situation as it is. Um, it's very dangerous it's very dangerous and I can honestly tell you I could sleep at night in my mm-hmm. tent knowing I would be okay because I had my neighbors mm-hmm. not like any other park, you know but it, it's it, it it's conditioned and I they lied first of all they prayed on people's hopes yeah. on their needs they prayed they prayed lied. On, yeah. they preyed on their needs they prayed on their instability that they preyed on the fact that they were tired because the people that were there at the the end at the last day we were tired i'm barely getting my voice back but we were tired the people that were in the front line we were tired and basically they pitched it to them however if they had to pitch like 30 lies they did it and people either waited for two hours in the parking lot to be told that there was no more room that they had to have a waiting list and or that they would be pushed out. Mitchell Farrell pushed out everybody from the park outside his district. Has no one noticed this? Everyone was sent to Downey. Everybody was sent to Norwalk. Norwalk to all these like different places, but Our not places. in his not in his district. Why? Because he's scared of the people coming together. Iman said something really good um, that basically got me thinking, yeah, we're gonna be like ant type families because aunts aunt might be some ant colonies. Um that's maybe small, but they carry 10 times the weight and they build and they are a family. They will build that chain link, that chain link. They will make that link with everybody. And that's what we have. We have basically a bunch. Um, I always tell my kids and I, I showed them this, this, this wording. I said, I'm the dirt beneath your feet. And she said, mom, how can you say that? I'm not dirt. I said, And I said, what do you eat on a date? She had an apple. I was like, what are you eating? She said, an apple. Where did it come from? The earth. Anyone on this planet is a seed. I am the dirt beneath your feet. If you know how to plant it, it will grow into something so beautiful that you won't even you you won't even recognize it a year later or two years later or even five days later. and I, I told my daughter I am the dirt beneath my, beneath your feet. If you're capable to look down on me and not see the potential that you have from that dirt, then you you've maxed out your intelligence. you've maxed out your time here. You're just a walking dead person. But um, and, and and I told her that yeah. from now on, everything we have is dirt land. We are children of the earth. We're fighting for that piece of, of land because it's our earth. It's our home. It's our
6: stability. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'll tell you one another story real quick. Yeah, uh, my guy Ken, he was living out with us in the park, right? Uh, before he joined one of these programs. And this is why these programs, first off, the intention behind what you do dictates how come out. So when it's run by corrupt cronies who only care about that government stipend, then the care you get isn't there. They use nice names like the Care Act or Hotel Room for Keys, but the care, the love, the healing that comes from love and care, that's not there. That's what we had in the park. So Kenneth left the park round, black hair, talkative. goes to one of these bullshit programs. They only let him out three hours, Monday and three hours, Tuesday, the rest of the time, they kept him alone inside Mm -hmm. gives a fuck about a TV. That's not what we were made for. That's not what this species is. So Kenneth comes back thinner, pale, gray hair, teeth all jangled and not knowing how to talk. And he was just, he was just messed up. That's not how he left our camp. That's not how he left our camp.
4: I mean, yeah, you're you're. When I look at sort of what what the city is saying about this, the way they framed it is like we're trying to put these people in housing situations, and there were you know protesters who were misinformed trying to stop that. Um, and I it the it, it it seems like every time I've seen this happen, people do get like the the state has places for people, but they're usually like you said, they're they're not comfortable, they're not dignified. Um, and they're they're atomizing, right? Like even if you could argue the um, the physical structure is 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 better than camping, there's not a community in the same way, and that's that's what people want more there's than no
7: art. yeah, they more have than the building. No it's it, it's institutionalized to be like a prison reform. They're trying to institutionalize you to be a robot. So you won't ask and you'll be thankful for that little bit of food that they give you throughout like the day. Hamster yeah. They keep they're weak. trying to condition you. They're trying to condition you to, basically, you should be thankful for what they're giving you. I'm yeah. sorry. No. We had something. We have it. And now what they're doing and I'm totally correct. You thought you were going to get weak, inferior, um, ignorant people. No, you woke up warriors. Yeah, you, woke up you, you, woke up you woke up scholars. You woke up fighters. You woke up mothers. You woke up Daughters, you woke up a community that goes now far more than just Echo Park. Echo Park is going to be and will be the heart. But now any encampment, anything, any person that's ever, like, suffered persecution or been wrongfully done by the system or any person in higher power, this is your chance.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys. I think we should also talk about the police response to the protests as uh, this has unfolded. And thank you, uh, uh, John, Kate and Jamie for your patience uh, and for joining us for this conversation. But I, I would love to, you guys have been on the ground doing some of the reporting um, and covering what's happened. And I believe, John and Kate, were you were you both arrested?
6: Is that what happened?
2: Can you yeah. talk to us a, a bit about what happened? Or a lot, however much you want to talk about what
6: thank happened. Thank you all for coming out, Then Thank you so much. Yeah.
8: Before I talk about that, I'd also just like to add that one thing I never hear people talk about um, about these encampments is that a lot of the people in them uh, work mm-hmm. and we covered and and if you have a business and you have a, a a lot of the times you have tools, you have property, and there's you know, there's another story I did where we talked to a guy who sold these uh, custom bikes and you can't carry those things into like a project room mm-hmm. situation. Because there's not enough storage. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah,
2: that's a really, really important point. Um, and you guys had referenced some another person who had been, you know, selling art or what have you, and and now that source they of income us- is gone.
7: Yeah, Alma. Yeah, she, she mm-hmm. went live today for the press. They told us they were gonna picture and catalog and store everything. I'm sorry, but I went back to that park after two days. There's no way in human hell they yeah. got enough people to catalog all that stuff. Yeah. And put it away in storage. So you're telling me that. Wait, he is,
6: said, no, no. He said that they were going to geo spot locate each tent. You knew exactly where, where you're sitting.
7: Get <laughs> the fuck <laughs> out of here. Come on. Geo spot. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know people that lost hundreds of uh, of yeah. because either. And not only that, but the sentimental value. They clean that park up so fast and they didn't care if it they're made. able to just to get that and throw it oh, away. We're not, we're not disposable. Spot. Yeah, They're not disposable. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much. And you're right; half of the people in the park do work. You see their camp, their tents empty because they work. They just can't make because either they, they they were lowered hours or they were you know put to to rest or whatever. They couldn't pay that rent, but they still work. They're clean. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean you're dirty. Doesn't mean you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. We're clean community. That's why we built the showers. That's why we they built tried us. to
6: make us dirty they because tried. the mayor the mayor defunded defunded during COVID defunded the shelters. So there was no showering at the shelters. During COVID, he funded the care units. So there was 24 mobile care units. Each have four showers. So that's 24 times four. Do the math. He had them sitting in a parking lot and he had the one come for a few months, a solid three, four months during the middle of COVID. There was only one shower a day. So that's why we built it. And after our first shower that we built, the first day of building it, Mitch O'Farrell had all the water fountains cut on the homeless side, but not the other side. So this is the reality of how petty it got. Petty. And yet we still made it work. Why? Because these corrupt people left us alone. If they just leave us alone, community aid and mutual support, ground game, street watch, just mutual support and aid, we can build it. We just don't need the city.
2: Didn't, uh, is that actually reminded me um, that I'd seen this. Was it about a year ago? The residents of, of Echo Park Lake had uh, proposed a community contract uh, to the city to exactly. say like, you know, we'll mm-hmm. keep the place clean. We'll be respectful of the neighborhood uh, in return. Can you stop harassing us? And that that held for sort of for a little while, but now it's over. Um, they yeah. never
6: agreed. I want to be clear. We tried all these proposals and they're, they're, what we're dealing with is wicked people who are comfortable with lying. And yeah. as a people, as a public, we now need to accept that and move forward with a different way of mm-hmm. approach. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. can't keep thinking we need to negotiate or talk with them or you know get the right person in office no what we need to do is wake up public voice and public voice only wakes up through unification we have to get together because it's the same enemy
7: i can honestly tell you also like being because his office is right underneath where i used to live on top he even even to the people there that lived the residents he gave us such a hard time back when i was living there um, I've been a resident of the park for about three to four months now, basically since my accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was living there, he tried to enforce parking rules for people that have been there for the longest, for the longest, a certain price for this parking permit. But if you but but if you wanted it rushed, it would be this much more. And when you would go ask a different person, they knew of no such fee. Mm-hmm. So it's like he was he was trying to like basically make the wealthier more wealthier and the poor can just go and die off on their zone. But we're not bored. We're not yeah. bored. And, and the people that are, um, it's not a crime. Yeah.
5: Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through
0: it together
3: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year. Equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined.
2: Okay, John, Kate, tell us about uh, what happened to you guys last week.
9: So um, on last Wednesday night, uh, March 24th, that's the night when the fences went up Mm -hmm. all over Echo Park um, in the middle of the night. Uh, By the next morning, there were still people in the park. um, And there was a vigil planned for 5 p.m. for protesters to kind of show up and show their support outside of council member Mitch O'Farrell's office. Um, And by that point, the police had pretty much blocked off all of the roads surrounding Echo Park, um, put up like barricades. There were officers like blocking off roads. Um, So it was impossible for everyone at that vigil to actually get into the park or even get near it. Mm. Um, At one point, the people who were inside the park um, did like an Instagram live event. And um, we all watched that and listened to them. Um, things were very chill, calm. Um, by about what 730, it seemed like the event was about to be over. Um, there were still hundreds of people there, but it was kind of it felt like it was winding down. Um, and then the police declared an unlawful assembly because there was like one guy with a strobe light uh, <laughs> okay. at the police. Um, and so they, they declared it an unlawful assembly and um, ordered everyone to disperse. At that point, um, there were maybe one or two hundred people kind of lined up facing a skirmish line of police.
8: I, I feel like um, we should make clear that neither me nor Kate heard this dispersal order. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so so the, I, 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 yeah we get back to the skirmish line. There's this visual and there's a skirmish line. They're two like kind of separate parts of this of this night. And the skirmish line with, with people sort of, yeah, there was, there were one or two people like flashing lights at the cops or whatever, Um, like store-bought, you know, like flashlights or something. And there was this police truck with these speakers and it's just like, you know, it sounds like a, like a bad cartoon. It's like, like like it's, 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 it's just this crappy speaker system and it's, you know, extremely loud with the protesters. So I believe that that was how the order was um, issued but me and Kate, we're, we're like, you know, we're checking, you know, we're, we're checking Twitter and like we have people on like, you know, messaging apps, like reaching out to us to kind of update us on what's going on. And at that point, that's really how we heard that there even was a dispersal order. Like we didn't, we didn't hear it there. And I'm sure like, you know, there's other people who are just protesters and are covering the event. And they probably don't have that, that, that you know, they're not like obsessively checking their phones. Uh, they have no way to know that there's a dispersal order. And so we heard that the dispersal order yeah probably around like 7:30 7:40 whatever and nobody left like there's other you know major journalists with like you know giant cameras with us and um there's legal observers there nobody you know moved a muscle and so we're all sort of still just hanging there at the skirmish line um things aren't like in terms of the protesters they're not really getting they're not getting more intense nothing's happening um and yeah so eventually uh at some point we're we're still in this line in the skirmish line, and we're sort of smushed up against uh this fence with a bunch bunch of other journalists and uh, whoever legal servers and, and whatnot and and uh at some point an an officer takes out a megaphone and says, If you're a member of the media or a member of the national uh legal guild lawyer guild, I always forget that um <laughs> uh, Lawyers, that was, yeah national lawyer guild yeah. Now is your time. Now is your time to leave. What? Mm. Yeah, that's not why they're there.
2: <laughs> yeah, Robert, you've <laughs> got experience. More, a that's, lot of
4: that's when when the police tell you that it's time for press and legal observers to leave. That is a sign that you are direly needed there. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, that's that's I mean, something similar, not somewhat similar happened in Portland recently where there was a protest. Some people broke a window police kettled which is where they kind of surround on all sides the crowd and they they offered press away out uh press and legal said that you could leave if you wanted to we'll make it and it was you know um people who stayed were going to get their photos taken and get searched and it was this whole thing but it was it was immediately clear to the the people i knew who were there who were pressed that like well when they when they tell you you should go that's when you're most needed to be there
9: yeah exactly uh so we didn't leave Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Probably like maybe five or 10 minutes after we heard that order over the megaphone, um, we were, the protest was all in this um, little section of a street where the police were blocking off one intersection. The other intersection was still free. So the protesters are kind of trying to move backwards to get to that second intersection so that we don't get kettled. Um, But all of a sudden, this second line of cops runs out of an alleyway and blocks us all off. and there's probably one or 200 people in this kettle and um, there's press, there's legal observers and the police aren't letting anyone out. They decided they were just going to arrest all of us.
8: Yeah. And, and, and and it was very clear what the protesters were doing too, because they had like one or two people that were just, you know, yelling at the top of their lungs. They're going, we're all going to move back now so we don't get kettled. And there was sort of this like, retreat from the cops that was lasting like a bit before the second line of cop uh, showed up to kettle and they showed up like um i remember and, and this is on one of my videos they showed up like there, there were like these bags on the floor and they should they like ran and then they kicked the bags into one of the protesters like they were they showed up like real hot
7: yeah we saw at one point us well me being we were in, in in the on the inner of the park on the on the, the, inside on the, the inside. Air prison. Uh, do you remember that one time when we saw there was this one person that scary. got arrested? They were dragging him by his limbs.
6: Yeah, they had knocked him out. <laughs>
7: like he was unconscious. You had cops carrying him on both limbs, and uh, you know we have always from the inside we heard we heard that there were protesters literally that got arrested with their hand up, sitting down with their hand up. You know the police. Went there for one thing. They had one thing in mind and one mission, and they 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 were trying to enforce it. They were trying to.
6: They're trying to flex their authoritative power. I mean, they at were one being point. bullies. They were yeah. being
7: using their power as a um, uh, a superior person in the community. I learned a long time ago. I don't care if you're a cop. I don't care if you're a judge. I don't care if you're the pope. I'm gonna ask you questions because you are human, just like the rest of us. And one thing I have emphasized is that we get it and we try to like let them know. We know you're on the job. But you know, if we're not gonna be violent towards you, why would you be violent towards us? We stayed at the end. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, for purpose because it's like so many people. Um, I'm, in, I'm I'm very very proud of, like, proud and honored to say that he got arrested. He got arrested. He was the, the him and Dave were the last two in that park got arrested the next morning at like ten.
6: Yeah, but like from our perspective, the night before, I remember we were live streaming it and at one point we were just trying to like, it, it was it was a cute thing, you know, there was just a few, like they had their armada, but there was hundreds of y'all and we were trying to do champs, but then it turned real, real fast and like squadrons were moving in on y'all, like 20 with 10-10 formations, hook, 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 and I remember live streaming to y'all, be careful, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, and like the night before on Wednesday night, they kettled everybody in. There was a point where we were thinking of telling the protesters to leave because Wednesday night we had a strategy: those willing to get arrested, would get arrested, and the and the rest would comply and leave. And we were ready to implement that strategy, but they boxed all corners in. So yeah. There was nowhere for anyone to leave. So then it was like, "Oh shit, what game are they trying to play?" And it just got chaotic from there.
2: Sounds like a. a- it's really intense response for people that just want to improve the
7: park. And at, <laughs> at, and at the end, it was just six. You're telling me that you needed all those cops, all those choppers, all that movement when you have, if you really want to get rid of homeless, homelessness. <laughs> Go throughout the city, but you focused Echo Park Uh for a reason because you thought they were going to be weak people. Yeah. No, we're not
6: weak. The last 10 people were two women over the age of 65, was a man over the age of 65, was a, a married couple in their 40s. Like, that's who you were dancing, Dave. Love that man. Like, who are you kicking out? Like, what what in your mind were you, you know, like kicking out? Like it was people with nowhere to go. You were kicking out.
7: Yeah, we a supporter. We
6: had one supporter that because and one supporter who stayed the night with us, we, trapped in the open air. We had
7: asked, you know, if you guys want to support prior to that, um, come and pitch your tent. If you have home, doesn't matter because, like I said, the point being now, now it's not just about the homeless and Echo Park. It transcended to a lot of different points, and what we're gonna get across right now is we all need to be united. We all need to come together. We all are family, and we all, at different points or in different circumstances, different ways, but we're all facing the same problems with the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we need to just all come together and realize that now it doesn't matter if I'm Mexicana, if I'm Chicana, if I'm... doesn't matter because what when you're hungry, there you're is hungry. no language for that. Yeah. There is no borders for that. You're hungry. Yeah. And anyone in any... City in any language can say, I'm hungry, give me food.
6: When it's about to rain and you don't got a tent, there's no language for that. You just don't got a tent. And the thing about the police is last night we did a vigil, a peaceful vigil around the park to mourn the loss of the park. And when we got to Mitch's office just to plant the candles, we told everybody, don't congregate, just leave. So what happened afterwards was just some people were hanging out here and there, which we can do as citizens, not breaking the law. We can hang out with each other. Instead, we were met with a police chopper. Right down low with a slide on us and a drone watching us. We're basically in a police state at this point.
7: Yeah, that's what they're trying to turn turn to. Uh, I have seen
2: many people talk about the expense of this to the city. Um, if I was better, I would have that number in front of me, but it looks like I don't. But it was a lot. Uh, I don't know if one, either of you, Jamie or John, Kate, if you knew that figure. At some point, Uh,
5: I think it was around by by the end of Thursday, at least it was around three quarters of a million dollars uh, to to have everyone come in. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were with cops on Thursday night, but on Wednesday night, there were 400 police officers brought into the area. And for people who, who don't live in the area and aren't familiar with the area, it couldn't be more public and yeah. out in the open, I mean, there, there were situations on, on Thursday where you would see people, you know, getting arrested in front of like a, a vegan restaurant where people are eating outside. Like it's mm-hmm. extremely yeah. dystopian the way that that this was um, folding out. And, and uh, there were cops brought in from as far as I heard uh, San Pedro, which is over 25 miles away from here. So cops that don't know the area, there were yep. uh, six Helicopters Wednesday night flying overhead, communicating with each other, not doing anything, really just being there to intimidate and to and to spread fear. Um, And so, yeah, the the amount of city funds that went into preventing a peaceful assembly to advocate for uh, for unhoused neighbors and and just for this community to continue to exist. Uh, I mean, just imagine how much could have been actually done. With uh, three quarters of a million dollars. Not only that,
7: but not talking about like we had choppers since we woke up that morning. There was one or two choppers circling us all day, Day. playing sirens, trying to like mess with our mind. You know, Mm -hmm. it was an all day. So add that to all that had been done that day and the day prior. All the cops that came out because there was at least two, three cops patrolling that you know that park. For the past week basically or come mm-hmm. in but you know it's like throughout the whole week it was intimidation intimidation and fear they yeah. also have
8: they have their own uh, videographers covering the protests as well like <laughs> we were we were being filmed the entire time by these two cops that have these um, yeah things about the same police videographer so you know i know i know they've i'm an amen and queen and have talked about it before how they said that you know they didn't there was not a lot of planning about about around this event, but it seems like uh, there was quite a bit of planning. Mm.
2: Uh, Robert, it looked like you had something, unless that moment has passed. Oh,
4: you know, it's just it's it's the situation that that always exists, which is that the threat to the police and to the state is not. The encampment itself, um, or even the protests, it's the possibility that they will gain widespread public sympathy, this, right? And that grows the longer these kind of things go on. Um, what they don't want is for this to turn into something that it brings a, a increasing numbers of people out across the city, because that actually creates a problem for the politicians who are, you know, a big part of why this is cleared out is because it's somebody's hinged their campaign promises on that, mm. you know. Um, and it's a it's a situation where it is in the, – the police – the goal of the police is to make this so frightening and uncomfortable and damaging to be a part of that they kill it quickly before it can spread into something that can cause, like, significant problems for them, that can affect them and their budget at the ballot box, like the protests last year did. Like, that's mm. why – the force is being deployed in this way it's it's unreasonable if you think of it as they're trying to stop this specific protest at Echo Park, but it makes a lot of sense if you think of it as any any protest that has the potential to gain widespread sympathy is dangerous for them and so they the the tactic they have taken because they're the kind of people who become l a p d officers is to deploy overwhelming force against the start of this in the hopes that they scare everybody from continuing to come out and do this. Like, that's that's yeah. how that's how a police state
8: works, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all right about that.
4: Yeah. Um,
8: there, there was, a, just to that point, there was an article in the LA Times just a few days before um, the, the paper then reported that this, this was sort of go, going to go down, this sweep, and which was, you know, um, Joe Farrell said was a lie. But just a few days before that report, the LA Times uh, had, like, this beautiful story about... Uh, a wedding that happened inside of Echo Park, um, just this incredibly positive uh, portrayal of of the community inside the park, and I I think um, you were definitely starting to see that uh, in terms of the you know just these major publications are are publishing um, you know very positive portrayals of of the park, and I think um, the city may have started to get upset about that.
5: Yeah.
6: Well, they were planning this for a while. There's no way you do this without planning it for a while. Uh, we just thought they wouldn't move this fast. We thought we still had two more months of COVID protection. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's still COVID. So he broke the COVID-TDC guidelines. We really didn't think this would happen this fast. So
2: my next question is, what what's next? What's do you, What's next steps? Do you have them at this point? Um Further protests, vigils, anything that on our aware, radar that we should be aware of, GoFundMes, anything that we can support? How can we support you guys okay. in this?
6: Let me be clear about what's coming in the future. This is going to take all of us. It's, a, it's exactly mm-hmm. like Robert said. Um, what they fear is a movement that we're, that's growing, and that's what we're doing. Because the reality is we are in a police state. And that's what they showed. You can keep it hidden if you're content or if you're apathetic and you're just living your own life. You can keep it hidden if you're only focused and tunnel visioned on your own life. But when people come together, the city has shown their response, which means this is, it's like you said, Robert, this has happened many times before, many, many times before. Anytime they think the protests might get public sympathy on a larger scale, they wanna shut it down. But the difference and the steps moving forward is that this won't get shut down, that this is actually uniting the groups. And that is our steps forward. And that is what's happening with hardly any effort. People are waking up to the fact that we need to unify, that our enemy is the same because it's the same Mayor Garcetti and it's the same LAPD Chief Moore. So we're facing these same institutions, Mm. organizations. So why split differences? Right now our enemy is common and they have shown that they choose to listen to the few over the many and that's what this is about. This is no longer about the unhoused in Echo Park. It's about the housing crisis that they're causing because they're making it way too impossible to live a life. I mean more people are closer to homeless to, to being homeless than they are to having a million dollar mansion. They're making it impossible to live. And what we have to do, the best way you can support us, the best way is don't let time do what time does. Time heals wounds and it also makes Mm. people forget. Don't let that happen. Day in and day out, we have to grow this movement maintain. Our public will, why we mentioned the analogy of ant colony, is we for now all need to be on the same page. That the city and its corruption and that the LAPD are a common enemy. Mm -hmm. The best support you can do is show up to actions when we have actions and we all need to come together ant colony like become an ant colony and mob up on them. That's the only way they're going to listen. Power structures listen to money or they listen to a unified public will. And for some reason, this is the moment to seize. For some reason, we're the people on the forefront. For some reason, we're going to be the ones that start this thing and it's already happening.
7: Yeah. So on Instagram, I know um, if you guys want to follow, it's
6: on Instagram, Rise Up. Oh, uh, if you go to Echo Park Rise Up on Instagram or if you go type in our GoFundMe, uh, the community they destroyed. You see, God blesses in many ways. They took a lake. We're gaining, we're gaining a mountain. But I won't go into mm-hmm. detail. But uh, when everything comes through, we're gonna try again to build this community. Is the the fact the fact about what we've learned with Occupy LA and what we've now mm-hmm. learned with Echo Park is that the power structures, when community and love starts to even a little bit work, shut that shit down. So. We're going to build community because that's what we are. We're humans. We are a community. So it just has to be built. But we have to unify against the fact that the big brother is stepping on us and shutting us down. We're in a police state officially. This is not cool. Yeah.
7: Um, yeah. And then just, you know, keeping in touch um, with, with the Instagram page and um, Echo Park
6: rise up on Echo, Instagram. And
7: right. the Google funny me page is there, too. Right.
6: Just yeah. Google GoFundMe Echo Park. You'll find it.
7: Yeah, we we will be sharing that um, on our social media feeds as well. If you guys can can do it, just your presence um, uh, in the Echo Park Rise Up um, the Instagram. I'll I'll drop. I'll see if I can like post or something my my Instagram. You'll have my my contact info and then mm-hmm. hit contact contact info info. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it's like um, and then also someone that couldn't be here, which is Wall Street. He's a dreamer. He he okay. he. Okay. The dreamers. So he he's also like, he, he had to do something very important, but he, he wanted me to let you guys know that, you know, this united everything, everything that they try to give us as breadcrumbs. And even when Trump didn't want to redo the dreamer act, we all came together just like that. We will all come together again. But now everybody, he, he told me, he's like, now we're all dreamers. We're yeah. all going to be dreaming. And we are, and our dreams will come true. So, Stay
6: righteously and, angry. Don't let that go away.
7: Don't let, and don't let anger, like, talk keep spreading the toxicity in our our, our our in our you know community in our hearts and our families and our friends because when our friends are worried when our families are worried we're worried so it's just you know let us just be at peace and let us be human and let us live yeah we want to, That's really- what we want to live you guys have
2: made so many beautiful points this is uh very impactful uh, I am I'm grateful that you have taken the time to speak with us I really 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 appreciate it and to yeah, our thanks. listeners yeah I, I was just gonna say to our listeners in different cities I would also encourage you to start paying attention and learning what's happening in your own in your own town and uh you know in your own communities and reaching out and seeing what you can do to help contribute to this movement
7: yeah because I I feel on another note like if, if, if Mitch Whose backyard is Echo Park and he's yeah. doing the best. His office literally is on sunset and the park is a block over. This is your backyard, dude. You just took away the key point of Echo Park. We're not no gang injunction no more. We're gonna restore the name of Echo Park, but it won't be by you. It'll be by you leaving that office and like hitting the road. But you know, just so to, to, to let you guys know that we're not giving up. We're not yeah. we're not giving up and we're um this is an opportunity that has been long overdue for a lot of, like, like I said, everybody knows my point being Mexican. And and then as a family community, now we're a family, now we're a community now, you know, and just your presence, your presence, there's numbers and numbers are strength. And we need to show them that they, they need to be held accountable for everything that they're doing. And the consequences of what they did will have repercussions from here to a year.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to Jamie, John, Kate, all of you guys for joining us today. Um,
7: thank
6: you, everybody.
2: Yeah, we really appreciate it.
6: Welcome to the worst year
1: ever.
5: Learn more at meaningfulbeauty.com. Everything is so dumb, dumb, dumb. De-dum, dumb, de-dum,
3: yes. dumb. All right. Yep. That so was Gangster's
4: good. Paradise, another huh? song originally created by Cody um, and then shamelessly stolen. Again, um,
3: demos are online. The demos are La- out there. they lawsuit there, pending. But.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a hell of a hell of a conversation. Yeah, um, it really was. Yeah, and I we, we try to you know mostly just kind of let them give their experiences and their thoughts. Mm. Um, I have trouble with this stuff. I think I'm a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to keep using the phrase black pilled, but I I have trouble being <laughs> optimistic about things like this after last summer. And you know, some of it's that um, I watched a tremendous amount of promise and like hopeful energy in Portland um and it you know it's not that it didn't it accomplished a number of things including there's a hell of a lot of people who were kind of neutral on the police beforehand who are not anymore Mm -hmm. um even if you know for whatever reason they can't really afford to take the risk of continuing to come out um but i it's also been this process of like Watching the state, they always win, at least in the immediate term, you know, because they have they have so much they have the weapons, they have the institutional support, they they will crack down and eventually people will stop coming out. You know, yeah, it, it, it gets to be too much. You can only take so much violence like I think I have a higher tolerance for that than a lot of people. But like, I'm 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 tired of, of going yeah. out. I'm tired of just seeing people getting the shit beat out of them and arrested and stuff. It was almost yeah. easier. It was almost easier you know, the 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 journalists in Echo Park who got arrested, it was easier when I was worried every night about getting arrested yeah. um, in some ways, because at least then you're not, you don't feel like separate from this group of people who are getting arrested and beaten. And I don't know. I I have enormous respect for anyone who does this. I think what they're doing is important. I hope that they get more people out. I hope it spreads to the rest of the city. I just have so much fucking trouble being an optimist about this stuff these days.
2: Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and... I vacillate because I, I feel that probably yeah. not as keenly as you because you've spent so much time on the ground um, at these actions over the past year, especially. And, and you've seen so much. I also do feel I'm blown away by what they built. And I yeah. shouldn't be because it's common sense, you know, but with but without any help or assistance. And it really was. And yeah, is and like a, a hostile thing, environment. In a hostile environment during this time, and and you know, it's so frustrating and heartbreaking to see that torn away, and 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 no options to be given uh, in its place. I am blown away by by what they were able to build. I'm um, I am encouraged by the number of people that care enough to pay attention and to show up. I feel like Mitchell Farrell's going to have a hard time getting reelected. Um, I would hope anyway. Uh, and so things like that, um, give me some amount of positivity, but yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to know what to say or do next, uh, to be tangibly, that is tangible, you know, this whole year, you know, LA and the work, we didn't have a chance to actually talk with Jamie during this. Um, she helped facilitate getting people here together and, and she's been writing and covering this. um, But, you know, people like Jamie, different organizers have spent this entire past year mobilizing Los Angeles uh, to be a support system for our unhoused neighbors. You know, when it's hot, organizing water drives, when it's cold, organizing, you know, blankets and and coats and other things and and bringing people tents and – it's really it's really fucking beautiful and it shouldn't be like that
4: <laughs> yeah you know i it reminds me a lot i've i've spent a decent amount of time in in homeless or houseless unhoused encampments uh, you know there's a number of different terms people use um over the years uh, the one that sticks out most to me the two well, there's two one of them was um east jesus well there, in general, just Slab City in Southern California, which has mm-hmm. s- stayed around a lot longer because it's not land anyone else wants, and because it's a- out off the beaten path. It's so remote. It's, not, it's remote, and it's it's a mix of actually like some of it is kind of unhoused folks, some of it is just like old people, and yeah. tra- some of it's like kind of heavy folks. It's it's an interesting community. Um, I also spent a lot of time in Nicholsville, um, which was a a houseless encampment in Seattle that there was like. There was this chunk of open land that they had. They had built semi-permanent dwellings onto. Um, so some of them were tents, but some of them were like little bitty log mm-hmm. cabins, almost tiny houses. And they had they'd set up a power system. They'd set up like internet for themselves. Um, they'd set up like they had cooking rotations. There were a number of people who, because of their time in Nicholsville, had been able to get kind of get their life together. I guess again, uh, enough to get. Like stable work, save up money, get an apartment, and like those people had become part of like an extended community who donated time and money uh, in order to help keep it going. And it was of course, um, it was of course destroyed Um, in the same way these things normally are because people complained about the encampment being there, Um, which is kind of what always happens, you know. It it it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to be like. I don't want to be super depressed about all this stuff um in part because this is just a not a a great week for me but it is hard for me to be super optimistic you see so many people do such such cool things and put in so much more so much more work and care than for example anyone who will ever work with the LAPD will do on anything in their entire career and it gets destroyed by guys who are getting double their hourly pay to um to hit people with batons
2: well, we show up here every week and we talk about things. It's really hard to not end an episode, for me anyway, with something positive or some sort of call to action or like, this is a thing we can do. But it's sometimes that's, you know, we know the things that we can do. Will it change anything? It's a different conversation. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes we just have to be honest about what it is that's happening.
4: I guess if I was going to like give any advice to the community that I hope is going to continue to form and build in uh, Los Angeles, it would be to stay the fuck off Twitter for anything. But like Mm. very, very basic um, dissemination of information about events, Um, because that's one of the things we've seen in Portland that is part of why things are I don't know. Are, uh, part, it, it has been a problem for the, the community in Portland that formed around the protest last year is that like you get all these people who are mm. traumatized by um, the police and by their experiences um, and then for whatever reason they're not able to go out as often or just like the movement kind of things slow down there's less protests and they just start tearing each other apart on Twitter one way or the other mm. um, and that's like you know, I just stay off Twitter if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not gonna help. It's it's, it's kinda it's general really life advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just for activists, but by God is it for activists. Please don't don't get on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh it's such word. a
2: good place to organize, but it also ruins everything.
4: Yeah, I mean it's just the way kind of digital communities work. Like it yeah. it um it it, it is it, it rewards a specific kind of toxic calling out behavior and like some of that's necessary obviously like anytime you get a big movement of activists there will be predators who kind of try to get in there and, and that's useful to be able to call them out on a large scale. But it also leads just like people who have beef with each other doing it yeah, and in ways that make it impossible to organize in the same way and just bum everybody out and it's just stay off Twitter. Mm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> all right i think that does it for us this week uh as i mentioned we will be sharing um their GoFundMe and uh the social media accounts um uh, echo park rise up i believe they said on instagram but we'll be linking to that mm-hmm. and um that's the end of my sentence <laughs> I still want to do it. I still want to do it. I still want to bring it around to something it's positive. Good. It's good. It's, it's well,
3: do yeah, it, th- positive as people love positive. Um, listening to the, their positivity
8: was very positive. Their positivity um, was very
4: positive. And I, yeah. I hope I hope that I'm just a broken asshole and that um they're, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah.
8: they Yeah, and they're they the fact like they created that and they still uh they they plan on continuing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and they're not going to let what, th- these events uh that movement down. Um, I found it inspiring. Um, yes, it should be.
2: Yeah. All right. Positivity achieved. <laughs> no, they really are. Yeah. And and that's Cody. Play us out.
8: Um, this, yeah. is, um, this is this uh, is Wonderwall. Uh, Wonderwall here for you. Wow. <laughs> I <did that> so. <laughs> uh, I'm done recording. Wonderwall.
4: Another <laughs> Cody Johnston original.
0: Lovely.
2: Worst year ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
6: Hey guys,
0: back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use?
3: A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool.
5: I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
5: do it. Um, can girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait!
0: Did we just invent California?
5: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Restrictions apply.
1: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every